Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. As we can see, the chat is absolutely flying in. So keep that going, get your questions in, make sure you like and subscribe. So tonight with me, we've got Baby T, first of all. How are you, Baby? Been a while? Yeah, it's been a while since we've two been together. Uh, and I've seen uh, on, on a website that, that some people would like to see the old four back again. So... We need to do it. We need to get Colin to, to put that in again and uh, get the four of us together for once. Yeah, it's been a while. As I said, I, I see that as well, David. It's been a while since all four of us have been on, so make sure we get we get that back uh, soon. But good to have you back, David. And Shona, how are you, Shona? Very well, thank you very much. Good evening, everyone. And uh, good to meet you, Mason, for the first time. This is our first, first podcast together, so let's see how this goes tonight. So it could be, could be interesting. Um, but no, looking forward to 48 hours as a countdown, and I'll be sitting in Ibrox in 48 hours' time. Cannot wait. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, first time. Nice to meet you as well. And I'm very jealous that you can be uh, at Ibrox on uh, on Tuesday night. It feels like absolutely ages since we've seen Rangers in action. So uh, looking forward to that. But um, before we get on to the, the football, I want to talk a little bit off-field first and get, get that out of the way. Davey, the Rangers have finally won a court case. Um, and it was the the cinch deal. So we're starting the season uh, well by finally winning one of them. But what, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one, uh, David? Because it's been dragging on for for such a long time, but but finally it's 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 we've finally got an apology from the SPFL. Well, we got an apology from the SPFL, but we never got an apology from Mister Doncaster, and he just sort of a he went we went far to say to to mention it, but he didn't didn't apologise. So I think that's a, a a wee bit in his uh, part that he's a wee bit childish and a wee bit he could have uh, put in an apology as well. But uh, good to get an apology. Although I think the best part is winning, getting the court cases out the road. We've had enough of them. 
I still think there's one and one to come from the the clothing uh, for brand, I believe. So we'll need to see how that one pans out. But um, uh, hopefully, hopefully that's the court cases out the road, and we don't uh, we don't have any more of them. Yeah, no, it'd be it'd be nice to go for a whole season without any of that going on in the background. But Shona, what's your thoughts on on this and? Neil Doncaster, I think, you know, obviously previously, I think all, all of us on the pod have, have never had anything good to say about Neil Doncaster. And again, this is just another embarrassing moment for him. Absolutely. Um, I, bet, I have to say victory for us for a change, isn't it? So it's good to see that we're actually getting a victory for once. But no, to be honest with you, it's absolutely embarrassing. It's shambolic for Dick Doncaster. He's made this league an absolute laughing stock and he's made himself look like a laughing stock now. So... Look, at the end of the day, I think um, the, he'll, his job is now untenable. I think that's it now. I think there's now going to be an investigation into it, as we've been asking for for the past two years. So, finally, we're getting an investigation into it. But for me, his job is definitely untenable. Uh, the good thing is that Rangers will make all your proceeds to charity. They'll give all the proceeds to charity, which is just utter class from us. Utter class. So... Get it right up them, that's all I say. Get it right up them. And uh, it's good to see that the SFA have to pay all our legal fees to Cinch and to us. So get it right round them. Yeah, no. Yeah, but see, sorry, uh, Mason. See the, the, the people that gave Doncaster the contract that it couldn't be broken for two years, that it's a two-year running contract and that keeps going. They should be they should be chased as well. That is a ridiculous decision. And it's all people that come from the other side of the city, as I'll say, uh, that they gave them, gave, put them in that position. And it's absolutely terrible that uh, anybody's put in that position that they can't be put out their job when when they when they don't do well. And absolutely shocked. 400,000 a year. And the performance he's done is absolutely... The television deal is absolutely shocking. And the, the what he's done here is absolutely shocking. Yeah, no, spot on Davy and, and Shona summed it up really well as you know, four hundred grand a year, I just can't get he's he's not done one good thing for, for Scottish football at all and he's still in a job. It's it's it could only happen uh in, you know in, in Scotland he'd get away with it. So um hopefully, you know, we do push and, and, and other clubs now that that's their money as well that we've you know that we've got and as Shona said, the class from us to go and just go and put it in charities and say, Yeah, we just wanted to, to prove a point. So yeah, as I said, brilliant start to the season. Um, but David, Mason, Mason, sorry, he could do, he could do one good thing for Scottish football. He could get to hell out of his job. Yeah, that would be that would be. Uh... The thing is, David, though, is it's always Rangers. That's is it. See, if this was any other club, it would never have happened. They would, they need to understand how much of a conflict of interest it is to have Cinch and Parks, and for them not to see that is just beyond a joke. Absolutely beyond a joke. They did see it. They were told. They were told about it. Rangers had told. They still doing about it. They thought, oh, nobody will bother. We'll push it through anyway. But that's the way. That's the way it worked. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's shocking, shocking. But I'm just glad we've finally got it. And as I said, that that's that's the start to the season that that we wanted. But um, Sean, I'll, I'll come to you on 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 going back to the to the football and. Started off with with Antonio Trolak has completed a move to Parma, um, reportedly around about two and a half million, and that's with with add-ons. Um, what's your thoughts on on Big Trolak going? Um, I think he done really well last season. I think he ended up with fifteen goals 
um, and, and was injured for a large part. Um, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on, on Cholak leaving? Um, well, look, I, I've always said this. Like, I, I was not that fussed about Cholak leaving. He was good last year, but I think if you were to have three fit strikers last year, Ruth, Morelos and Cholak, I still think Cholak would be your number three, unfortunately. So, uh, look, if we're going to get our money back on Cholak, I think that's a really, really good deal. He's now hitting 30 years of age. Um, I think it's at, is it around about 30 years of age. Um, he's hitting, so look, to get our money back on Cholak, I think it's actually quite a good deal. Um, especially if we're bringing in Danilo instead, uh, for me that's that's obviously you're adding more quality to your team. So and it's definitely an upgrade on Cholak. So look, I wish him all the best. He was great. He was obviously a good-looking guy. So uh, we'll miss the the good looks from him. I'm sure the guys will miss that as well. But look, um, he wasn't he wasn't my biggest fan. I have to admit, uh, he got us out of a wee bit of a hole last year. But I think after he got injured. It just didn't really click again, and I've always said this, I don't think he fits into Bill's system, but look, I wish him the best, and we've got our money back for him, so look, yeah, roll on, obviously, Tuesday night, and we'll see what these other guys can do. Yeah, no, definitely, and Davey, what's your thoughts on this? Is it, yeah, I, I always like Cholak, I think he always give a, a 100% for us, he was one one of the players last season when the chips were down that, that, that kept trying, and, and he, you know, one that cared, but I think when the, you know, I'll be honest, if I look at him and I think playing him in old firm games, big European games, which you've got to do as a Rangers player, I just I just thought he was a little bit below that level. What's your thoughts on that? Well, he did score the goal against PSV, but um, he obviously got it, and got it enough weight. All three of us, um, Davy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, well, David Pollock, he's, he's been sick since uh, since since the news came through. I mean, he was supposed to be on tonight, but pulled out. Seemingly, he's got uh, sort of a meningitis uh, fever coming on. Uh, but anyway, uh, he started great, didn't he? He scored you know, virtually get at least one goal every every game. Uh, done well. And I, I can't remember, what was that, about 15 goals he scored in total, I think? Something like, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we can't say if he was, if he was a bad player. As, as Shona says, I don't think he, he plays a system that... Uh, that uh, Bill wants to play, and uh, I think, yeah, I think Bill wants to play the pressing game and add something to read out on my telephone. And of course, my telephone just went the light went off. Um, can I can I read out something that um, is in the Dutch papers before? Uh, it, and it's not actually over Cholak, but it's over the the system that Bill wants to play. And it says Danilo or Santiago Gimenez. The discussion about Feyenoord's starting striker will flare up again towards the Classic. Where Gimenez steals the hearts of the crowd with goal-scoring instinct, it's less noticeable skill that earns Daniel credit from coach Arnold Scott. If anyone knows what Santiago Gimenez is going through this season, it's serial deserts. The Belgian striker who was worth his weight in gold last season with his goals in the closing stages, he had to wait a long time for a starting spot. An important reason for this was Dessers did too little in the eyes of Arnest Swat in pressing. The main reason was that Feyenoord coach sometimes calls the negative press. Swat requires his striker to backtrack and chase down midfielders and put opponents under pressure. Initially, Dessers did not do well as, as, as Brian Linson. The reason Swat places so much value on defensive work of a striker is that it proves to be effective ploy to capture the ball near the enemy goal. 
Midfielders are often surprised by a striker coming from behind them. Danilo is the uncrowned king of this pressing. In Europe's biggest leagues, only Kevin De Bruyne and Joshua Kimmich score better on that statistic, which is uh, quite, quite a read, but um, I thought it was quite good to read that. I'm not good to read it, but no, they're not to have the knowledge that what the Dutch sort of thought about them. Yes, Sharon, what's your thoughts on this? On, we'll, we'll come to Danilo in, in a second, but Cholak, Davies just, just read off, and it was a big, big part of Bill going forward this season is going to be off the ball. Um, and I think that's why, you know, Bill never really, well, it was quite clear that he was never really in his plans. And I just think it is that that main man, whoever's playing as that main number nine, it, it's the, the most, obviously scoring goals is, is important, but that, that link-up play, someone that's going to get us up the pitch and, and do the dirty work. And I just think that wasn't Cholak's game at all. I, I totally agree. I think, as you say, it'll be uh, very much the front three will kind of be interlinking with each other as well. And I just don't think that suits Cholak either. So, look, um, I think the guys that we're bringing in, like Alexa Lammers, hopefully Danilo, you've got Dessers, you've obviously got Cantwell, you've now got Dowell. You've even got Tom Lawrence, who obviously looks like he's back before um, expected as well. So, look, I think um, with Cholak leaving, I think it gives Blitfield the option now that you can interlink these players together. They're very much hybrid. They can play in all three different kinds of positions. And I think he knows what he's going to get from these guys as well. Whereas I think if you were going to play with Cholak, it'd be very, very much like he'd be in the box. And don't get me wrong, he is very, very good in the box. But it's also the build-up play, everything around that. They're one-touch passing, uh, bringing, obviously, track it like what Morelos did, bringing the defence out as well. Um, and holding the ball up and having the guys going down both wings. Unfortunately, that just doesn't suit Cholak. He's just a penalty box player. He's like your Chris Boyd. He's there to be in the penalty box. That's his best position. So, look, I think um, this is also going to have an effect on Borna Barisic because there's going to be a lot of six-foot players I'm sure we'll get into to Borna later. So, I think he would have been in dreamland knowing that he's got all these six-foot guys and pinging those crosses in with his, with his left foot. So, Look, um, Cholak will be missed. Um, I do think that if Roof and Morelos were fit la last year, Cholak would still have been our third, third choice. So now that he's gone, we can now see what these other guys are going to bring. I'm really, really excited about Danilo and Dacers. I think that competition is going to be good. I think they're slightly different than each other. They bring something different from each, from each of them. So, um, look, we've got to hit the ground running. We've got to be scoring goals. Look, we, we won't win this league if we don't start scoring goals and putting teams away 3 and 4 nil every game. So that's the expectations from the fans. Let's see if they can now go and do it on the pitch. So these guys have got to hit the ground running. Uh, they've been brought in to score goals and they've got to do that straight straight from the kickoff and um on August the fifth and uh, let's see what they can get up to uh, during pre season. Yeah no that definitely and, and and David that leads us nicely then on to Danilo. There's obviously lots of rumours going around at the moment. Um there's no real source that that you know it's just been we're putting we're preparing another bid at the moment um it is clear that we we want him i think bill um threw a little hint in um a few weeks ago and i think this is linked to danilo i think there's been there's been talks with him i think bill is very you know particular with with the players that he, he wants and i think danilo is, is very high on that list it looks you know if we're going to get him we're going to have to pay five six million um you obviously uh you know your dutch football are you looking, is this one you want us to, to go and get? I know you just read there and, and you know, their side seems very confident, but have you seen a lot of him? Is he someone that, that you, you know, you're desperate for us to get? Yeah, well, we actually, 
for the time he had in the field last year, he actually scored quite quite a lot of goals, and he was the the probably the played in every game. He never missed a game last season, which is a, a must for us. I, I, hope, I hope he didn't come to us and then get injured the first game. But um, for the, somebody asked in the comments if I speak Dutch, and I do speak Dutch. I, I speak a bit of German. I live in Germany, but my German's absolutely terrible. But um, that out of the way, I do speak Dutch. But uh, Darren Wall, uh, as I said, he, he, was, he played in virtually every game last season. He was just unlucky that Gimenez was, was, was scoring left, right and centre. And uh, that that probably kept him out of the team. But as I said, he he slot loves the, the way to play the high press, and that that's why then Danilo. And uh, to be honest with you, I've been reading the, the Fire North forums, and there's very few want him to go. They all want him to stay. And there's a, obviously there's a few of them saying, "Well, if we get five, six, seven, eight million for him, then then we'll we'll be happy for that he goes." But uh, I think the most of people want to want them to stay, and I think that says about everything. If your fans want you to stay, then uh, I think that's. I mean, ever everybody one once uh, wanted Morello to stay two years ago, and it, yeah, look what happened. That's a, that, that's a, an unfortunate thing. We all love Morellos, but unfortunately, too late, too long. Yeah, that's it. And and it sounds like Danilo's side he's desperate to, to come to Ibrox. That's that's I think he's thrown out a couple of tweets his side, and I think you'd be mad not to to, to say anything different. To be honest, he's posting a picture next to the sea, big blue sea. I think I think he threw out one today and said his destiny. I think he definitely wants to move. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. And Shona, if we do go out and get Danilo and we go and spend five and a half six million pound on him, we've not spent a lot of money in that that forward areas. I think it heavily needed it. And um, I've argued with many people on Twitter about we needed to, to spend money in them forward areas and we, we need the two for me. We need Dessas, we've got Dessas and we need Danilo. Um, so Bill's getting back to you. Um, and, and, and as you said already, just hopefully these players and add Simmer in, into the mix as well can, can do the business for us. Yeah, I think the front three looks absolutely frightening. And then you add Simmer into the equation and then you've also got the likes of uh, Danilo. Uh, sorry, you've got the likes of uh, Cantwell and Lammers. And obviously Tom, uh, Tom, Lawrence, uh, Tom Lawrence and Dowell in there. So, look, I think it looks really, really exciting. I'm, I, I think it's just a matter of time now before Danilo gets announced. I think he's clearly mentioned Rangers quite a few times. I think even towards last week, he actually, there was another guy that put out a tweet and he liked his tweet. So, I think it's all just uh, coming to fruition. Uh, I do, I do I did hear, though, it could be upwards of about 7.5 million euros. So, that's really like the top end of our budget. But like you said, Mason... I think our focus from obviously the, at the start of the January transfer window, when we brought in Raskin and uh, Cantwell, I think our, our our main focus was to spend money up front. And that's what we've asked for. The fans have asked for it. And to be fair, I have to admit, I think the board and Beal have absolutely delivered on us. Um, it's up to them now uh, to show what they can do on the pitch. I think obviously this season we have to win the league. So look, um, I have to I have to give credit to Beal. He's, he's obviously identified the players that he wanted and the board have definitely backed him on this, and they've managed to get the players that we, that we want and spend that money up front. Now, that's that's above nearly £10 million on two strikers. Uh, that's maybe why we went for the loan deal with Sima, uh, see how that goes, because we do have a lot of uh, wingers on there. I presume we'll talk about Sakala as well, but even if Sakala stays or Wright stays, if we can't get bids for them, uh, then obviously they're now going to be still part of our, 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 our team. 
And now obviously the wages must come into this as well. I know obviously we managed to get quite a lot of people off the wage bill. But these guys must be on a, a decent wage, I would imagine. So all these things need to be taken into account. So look, we just need to start getting rid of the guys out the door, bring in a wee bit extra money and see what money we've got left over. And maybe that money can be used for maybe like another centre-back or a left-back if, 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 we'll, if we'll go on to that uh, later on. But uh, no, look, I think um, Danilo Dessers a roof up front is absolutely frightening for this year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. No, definitely. And and just another one uh, player coming in is that obviously Sifuentes, I think he's one that, that's clearly we're interested in and I think we're just trying to bargain. I think I, I actually think we've already got him on a pre. Um, I think like we did with Cantwell and Raskin in January, I think we get the pre-contract done and then we just try and bargain a fee and we will end up meeting in the middle somewhere. Um, he's playing a lot of football at the moment. The good thing about Sifuentes is he's, he's, he's in halfway through his season. So when he does come, he doesn't need a full pre-season. To, obviously, he needs to, to get used to his teammates, etc. But, you know, he hasn't got that that long uh, bedding in period. So um, I, hopefully that that is one that gets done soon. But Davey, there's been a lot of rumours um, till the end of the week about Fashion Sakala. Um, apparently, there's interest from Saudi, um, as there is with everyone in Europe right now. Um, four million pounds is is what is being quoted for Fashion Sakala. What's your thoughts on on that? Well, I'd, I'd quite like to go back first uh, before I answer that uh, because uh, I think uh, I think if we don't bring in a centre half, I'll be really be really shocked because uh, we were after after a Panzo for a long time when King was playing. And I would really be, I would, I would really be shocked if we don't bring in a centre half after that because uh, surely it's not just Balligan. I can't believe it's not. It's, we're just going to stick with Balligan. Another point that that I was going to make is that um, uh, I've just and I've just forgot about it. We are, <laughs> um, we are going to come on to defence, Davy. We will come on to it because there's another player I want to talk about. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Sakala, four million. Uh, I don't know. Fifty. He, he scored fifteen goals last season. I think it was fourteen, fifteen goals, and it, it does offer something different. So I, I, I would be, I would actually four million is four million, I suppose, but it, it, it does create a lot of danger, and it is a really, it does miss composure. I, I, I give you that, but I think see if we could, we could get him on, and and playing with. with Better players up front, which we've now got. I think I think it would be even more dangerous because there's there's we've now got players that can put the ball into the channels where he would his speed would be actually great. So I, I'm really I, I don't know I, I I don't know whether four millions that 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 great an offer for him. I think I would be prepared prepared to keep Sakala and because I don't think you're going to get much better really for four million. I mean, what is four million once you get into the other leagues? It's not not really that much money. And no, I I, I think I would be prepared. I, I would be more looking for uh, for four million from Saudi Arabia for Scott Wright than let Sakala go for four million. To be honest with you, they've got money, David, but they're not that stupid, surely. Yeah, well, I, I read what, what uh, I read what. Uh, uh, Gerard was earning in uh, in, in Saudi Arabia fifteen point two million per year. He's the fourth biggest earner in uh, in, in management football management now. <laughs> Straight stupid money, isn't it? Stupid money. Crazy, crazy. 
crazy money. Me and Trona was talking about it before we went live about Jordan Henderson getting 700 grand a week. It is, it is nuts, but getting four million for, for Scott Wright, I think that is that is buying the sky stuff to be fair. But but Shona, baby's sort of against selling fashion to Kyla for the four million if, if that is something that, that ends up happening. What's your what's your thoughts on that? Like I love Sakala. We've got the song for him, don't we, as well? And he scored he did look he scored a lot of goals last year and created a lot of assists. Um, but he is very inconsistent. Uh, and I'm I'm looking at the team just now and I'm looking if we get Danilo in and then you've got Roof and then you've got Dessers, you've then you've then got Dill, you've then got Lammers, you've then got Tom Lawrence, you've then got Seema, you've got you've got Hadji as well to come into that equation. I just honestly look I think four million you've got to bite your hand off. I'm with Callum Callum Pioneer there. I think you've got to bite your hand off at four million pound. We got him for free, uh, so we're making a four million pound profit on a guy that's turned what age is he? Twenty seven, twenty eight? Is that how old Sakala is at the moment? So twenty six, twenty seven. So I think four million pounds is actually quite a good deal. Uh, I would take that money. And like David David said, if he wants that money to go on our centre back, what do you think, David? Would you not rather have four million pound in the pocket and spend four million pound on our centre back, or do you still think that Sakala's got a place in this team? Because with those, straight, those attackers, where does he even fit on the bench? Yeah, well, I, I think I think sitting on the bench, the cow would be a great person to bring on once once a team gets tired. His, his speed, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's second to none, really. Uh, I don't know in a straight race between him and Matondo who would win, but uh, Matondo would probably probably end up forgetting to finish because uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't uh, seem to be able to know where, where where players are or what to do with the ball once he gets it. But um no, I think I think Sakala would, would be great coming on and to to have in a bench to bring him on later. And is that worth four million? That is the problem. Is it could we get better player that that could get a first team pick for four million? And that's a that's a thing that I would I would need to to think about and uh, no I, I don't know but I, for, as I say four million is nothing I mean I suppose it's quite a lot of money to us but no I would rather see both I would rather see Sakala stay and but still bring in a centre half How much do you think Sakala is worth then David because I think four million is not a bad offer I don't think it's so much he's worth to another person I think it's what he's worth to us that's mm. a, that, that's a problem I mean we can put a price on him but if he, if, he, if he scores 15, 20 goals for us from the right wing, then then four million's nothing. And and that's it that's the thing. Uh, I, I think it's a difficult one because it's a cow. I mean he's not he's not a bad player. It's not as if he's hopeless. And that's it that's the thing. And it's to get somebody that, that's willing to sit on the bench for a start. And then that he also does something when he comes on. That that's a big thing, and I I don't think four million pounds is enough a lot of money for that. To be honest with you, I've I've got to be honest. Listen to this in the comments. I agree with I think most in it. Uh, four million for Skyler for me is a lottery win. I think that he is see the big games, the, the the big games, and we've seen it against them. The semi final, final, the big chances, the, that bit of quality that we need. Fashion Skyler's not near it. I don't disagree, David, with his numbers last season. By the way, they were brilliant, but. We finished second from Hulls last season. Like I just think if we want to get to that level, winning trophies, winning trebles, getting far in Europe, we've got to get rid of players like Fashion Sakala, Scott Wright, Rabi Matondo. The level needs to jump. And I think we're seeing that at the minute with Bill. I think if we do get four million, let's move him on. As Shona says, let's put that money towards a centre-half or another midfielder or 
you know, another left back, which which I want to come on to as well. But I just don't see Fashion Zakala being a, a starter week in, week out. And, and 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 even coming off the bench in games, I just I just don't think he's got the quality. I really don't, to be honest. But well, I'll give you the, the two chances he missed against Celtic. I'll give you them. They were they were absolutely shocking. But there's players, other players never turned up. Ryan Kent never turned up. Lundstrom never turned up. These are the players that were, that, that were consistent losers against Celtic. And Sakawa, while he, 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 he missed a two chances, a hundred percent. But he also did an awful lot of good against Celtic and 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 ripping their defence apart at times, and that's that's interesting. I think there's other players I would like to see go before Sakala goes, uh, and when it's when it's coming down to playing against Celtic, because Sakala didn't do that bad apart from the two chances that he missed against Celtic. I, I think you're absolutely on there. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I don't, even, I don't even. Sorry, I don't even think that's even that. I think it's more to do like. Reels obviously looked at the conversion rate from last year and the amount of chances that we created. And honestly, our conversion rate last year was really, really poor, even though Sakala scored those goals. And he did, he did get us out of a hole at times. He really did. And I'm not disputing his work rate. I just think £4 million for Sakala. I think you've got to bite your hand off that. We don't want a fee, David. We don't want a fee. Yeah, OK. But Beals also said we're losing goals as well at the other end. Yeah. Why is he not? Why have we not done anything about defence? Bringing back Balogun is, is that the answer to to, to our defensive problems? And and that's a problem as as well. It, 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 Sakawa, Sakawa shouldn't be getting the blame for this. this the blame isn't Sakawa that we no, no, were saying in the league. No, no, it's, it's not just Sakala, David. You're absolutely spot on there. You named plenty of players there. Ryan Kent, Reynolds, they're gone. You know, John Lundstrom. By the way, if we get any kind of bidding for John Lundstrom, he needs moved on as well. And um, with a year left. And, and the player I want to come to here, and he, uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Shona, is Borna Barisic. Again, there's been a lot of rumours around him maybe going to Nottingham Forest for a couple of million. Again, I would I would take him down there myself, two million or not. I just think we need to, to clear out the decks and, and the losers, as Davey said earlier, the losers, losers and the passengers. And how many times have we seen Borna Barisic at that back post shit his pants, to be honest? I, I just want it cleared out. I want, I want it done. And, and I think Barisic is one... That you know, it, I just yeah, he needs to he needs to go for me. I don't see the, the good in him staying around next season. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Well, I was a wee bit on the on the previous podcast. I was kind of for Baris H saying, um, but look, I've actually kind of looked into it, and he's only got a year left in his contract as well. His contract runs out next summer, and if he's had heart to heart talks with Dale and he's not going to renew his contract, then as far as I'm concerned, I would get the money for him and 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 take it. Uh, look, I think the only thing is with Baris H, he is a bit of a look. Let's be fair, he is a bit of a shy bag. Uh, when it comes to a tackle, but look, the amount of assists that he got for us last year, I'm sure he was like one of the top assists, if not the top assists in the league last year. So, look, if he goes, it's something that we're going to have to look at from the left-hand side of the pitch, isn't it? Obviously, with these guys that are bringing in, you're talking like your Lawrence and obviously like a new player, you've got your legs of your Dill and your Catwell, these guys will probably have to step up and obviously have to provide those assists. Um, but look, I always thought that Borna Barisic would probably be used more in Europe because we do have to take our chances in Europe and let's say pieces. And I thought from the left hand side, obviously that would be uh, ideal for Borner with all these six foot kind of player, players that we're bringing in. So we'd give him a field day if we had six or seven above six foot um, in, in, in the box for these set pieces. But look, I think I, um, now that I've looked at it, Mason, I kind of agree with you. Um, I think if we get the money for Borna Barisic, look, the, point, the only thing that I've got with the Borna Barris situation is they're talking about Panzo, and I'm I'm not 100% on Panzo. I'm not 100%. And I, I know this guy can play left-back and he can play at centre-back, but do you think that means then if Borna goes and then Panzo comes in, we won't be going for another centre-half? So, like, eh, I'm not sure on this Panzo. I would be expecting, if we do get Borna Barris and we get Panzo, I would expect to be a bit of money on top of that because he has a Croatian internationalist. But I think if you if you only got a year left in your contract and you're not probably gonna not gonna renew it, then look, I think we've got to get the money for him. We can't be a club nowadays that keeps keeps play, keeping players that are running down their contracts and going out in a free. Whereas maybe the year before we could have got maybe three, four, five million pounds for him. So look, if a three or four million pound comes bid comes in for Borna Barisic, we've made our money on him because we only paid about two point two million pounds for him. So, look, um, I think um, we've got to a situation now where uh, if Borna's not going to renew his contract, then, look, I'd be looking at bids if they come in for him. Yeah, I think I think with, with, with Borna Barisic, I think you, you make a really good point. Don't get me wrong, his left foot, when he gets time and he gets it out of his feet, he, he's capable of putting in an, an unbelievable cross. I just think the other end for me, I, I think, honestly, we've seen the, the best of Borna Barisic. I think we've had his best years. I think he's not going to get any better. He's not going to go and have another season like he did at 55. I think that that's done and he just costs us more goals than 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 what he does sort of going forward david can i come in can i come in there as well because you said i don't know where was it shona that said that um we could be celtic they 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 picked barisic out for for ball but at that time as well we were playing with two right-footed center backs and there was absolutely nobody covering for barisic at the back they, I think Hart's done it as well a, a, few, a few games. They just put, kept putting the ball into that area out behind Barisic because they knew that the centre-half wasn't going to cover it. And that was a big thing. I'm not, I'm, I admit that Barisic is sometimes sleeps at the back post. He does. That, that's, uh, and that's something. I'm not sure that Redvan is the answer to the problem. I think Redvan done well. But I've seen a, a couple of times now, last season... I think I put it up on WhatsApp. Last season, he got through. Brilliant move. It's through the defence. Where's free in front of the goal? And then he bones it over the bar. or bones it high and wide. And it was the exact same the other day against the, the, the German team. Broke through brilliantly. 
And then, yeah, I think it was Matondo and uh, Sakala. They were standing right in front of the goal. Nobody in front, nobody near them. And what did he do? He doesn't pass it. He bones it high and wide. And that is really worrying. The vision of Renfan, for me, is a, a really, really thing to worry about. And whereas Barisic will give you assists every year, I'm not sure that Renfan will do the same. But, but then you could argue that with Davy. Yilmaz defends and we don't concede as many goals the other end. And that's what we're going to get with Sterling when he comes into the team. He isn't going to go and give you what James Tavernier gives you with 10, 15 assists and, and, 10, and more than 10 goals. Ridiculous numbers going forwards. But what he is going to do defensively, he's going to be better than what we've had there. And, and that's where you sort of weigh it up. You sort of go, I think, I think Yilmaz, I think, mate, I know what you're saying. I see the clip and I thought that's really poor, but... I have seen glimpses of the Yilmaz where he does get there and he does pick out a pass. So I think in fairness to Yilmaz, he hasn't had a continued run in this Rangers team yet. He hasn't had five, six, seven games where all of us as supporters can go, he's got it, he ain't got it. Because it's been one game here, one game there. I think he needs to start this preseason, and it'll be interesting to see what he does Tuesday if he does start and then we go from there. He needs a run. He needs a run and then we can all sort of make a make a you know a decision on him because he's had injury problems as well, different country. So it'd be interesting with, with Yilmaz. But but Shona, just on that, and I know David David, I'll come to you on it as well because I know you just said about it. Leon Balogun uh returns to the club. What just really quickly, what, what were your thoughts on this? I think initially for me I was a little bit I just disappointed. Um, I thought he left at the right time. But then I've sort of sat back, thought about it and thought, right, Leon King was always going to be full fist choice. That's all Leon King was ever going to be. And I think that's what Balogun's going to do. So the club have acted quickly and thought, right, we'll get him in, experience. As long as he, as long as he is only full from fifth choice, fine. But but we do need another centre-half in the door as well. Yeah, I think he's definitely come in as your fourth or fifth option centre-back. Um, I think the big thing for me is that they'll trust him. And that is the, the main reason why we brought Balogun back. Uh, I think uh, he knows what he's going to get from him and that's what you know what you're going to get from Balogun he will be solid he, look, he can play at the left-hand side of the obviously that's where his main position is left-hand side or centre-back I don't expect him to start that position uh, as I said I think he'll be fourth or fifth choice but I wasn't overly enamoured about it I'm not going to lie but look I've now got to the point where I think um, if we do bring in another centre-back and we've still got Balogun at least it's somebody that we can trust and we're not having to fling somebody in like Leon King from the development squad to play five or six games in a row because that's look, that's not what we should, we should be doing with these youth players. They should be gradually coming in and developing into the first team. Uh, we should not be flung in for five or six games in a row. So, look, I'm happy to see him back. He looks like he's obviously glad to be back himself. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens with uh, with with Bill and what happens on on Tuesday night because I think obviously we're missing Golson on Tuesday night as well. So I would imagine it will start with. Probably Suter and Davis at centre-back. Um, and then maybe Balogun comes in for the second half. Uh, but I don't believe that Balogun will be playing many 90 minutes this year, I'm afraid. So uh, I think DVP and yourself are right. I think uh, the money that we do get in now, the players that we're shifting out, I think we have to start looking at probably the last the last option is probably your centre-back position. Uh, I don't really know about you guys, but this guy, Yefenko, the, the youth player, he seems to be a big lad. Uh, and I don't, I don't really know his development stage, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't really know much about his development stage. But I think he can play at centre-back, but he's mainly a left-back. So, look, it's these options, obviously, Bill needs to look at just now when he's uh, training out in Germany. Obviously, they're now back. So, 
Uh, look, I think we definitely need to bring in another centre back, but I'm glad to see that Balogun's back to say we know what we're going to get from. Yeah, Davey, what, what's your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, well, I noticed that Lewis Mayo got uh, a, a large part of the game in Germany, so I'm actually putting some hope in him. I think Bill needs to take a, look, a real good look at him because he was part of a Kilmarnock team that had the most clean sheets, I think, in the at the end of the tail end of the season. So I'm I'm actually hoping that that he might do something. I, I'm really if, if we're going to be, there's the starting defence is Goldson, Suter, Davies, and Balogun. I'm I'm going to be crapping it. I'm sorry. I think that I, I'm 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 going to be watching games with Brown underpants every week. It's, I, I, I really I, I no. I hope that's not surely surely. I mean we're talking about fans. Oh, we're talking about trust there. We've talked about another couple of maybes and maybes and I, I, I hope it's just no ball. First of all, I hate bringing back players. It, it's, I mean, it, it very, very rarely works if you bring back players. So I would, I, I just think the vision of Rangers, if this is a bring back Balligan, I, I, I think it's, no, sorry. I'm going, as I say, I'm going to be crapping it for the, for the season because Suter you can't trust with, with, the, with the injuries. Golden is not the best centre half in the world. I must admit, he's been a great servant for Rangers, but he does have these flaws in him. And then to have Balogun there and, and Davies, I, I only hope if Davies stays that he that turns out a wee bit to what Borna Barisic did. The first year he was he was rubbish, and then the second year he had a really brilliant year. So I'm sort of maybe hoping that Davies will do that, that, that come on to a really good season this season. If it stays, so but um, no, with, with the four that we've got there just now, sorry, I'm 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 crap now. <laughs> no, do you know what, Davey? I think I think you, you, you know you do make a good point. I'm the same. I think if, I don't think we will start the season with them four. I still think we will go out and get another centre half uh, along with Balogun. I think we need to. I think Bill's not stupid, and I think he's doing all the work in the forward areas at the moment. Um, I think a lot of it also will depend on Ben Davis. I believe that if we get a suitable offer in in the next couple of weeks, he'll he'll be moved on. Um, I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's a Rangers player, Rangers winning player. I think he's got good left foot. I just don't think he's aggressive enough for, for what we need. Um, and Do you I see him down in England, uh, Mason? Yeah, I see, you see him down in England. I see him a few times, and I think we got we got bumped by Liverpool because he was at Liverpool playing in the Premier League, formerly in pounds for Ben Davis. Liverpool have had an incredible deal. Um, and it is because he's English playing in the playing in you know playing for a team in the Premier League, albeit he never made an appearance for Liverpool. Um, I think that we we paid well over the odds for for Ben Davis, in my opinion. In my opinion, I think that he just he just not suited. I think that was a big problem with Van Bronckhorst and, and and in the players that he brought in. I just don't think they were you know we went away from that physical um, you know athletes that we had under Gerard and Bill, and I think Bill's trying to get that back, and we got to a European final from it and then Van Broncos just tried in one summer just went very technical and it just it just it ended up a disaster as, as we see so I, I absolutely agree I think as a lot of people have said it in the comments we, we badly need another another centre of half definitely um, and it's I'd not, be surprised if we it's not that play. long to Europe we're playing in Europe it's only what about four weeks now three, we haven't we haven't we haven't got it that long yeah yeah no so it needs sorted you know it does and you know, it's the, the, I think it'd probably be the finances side. So it'll be interesting. 
but we, we've got to move on. We've got a, one more player I just want to talk about going out the door, Shona, um, is uh, goalkeeper Robbie McCrory. Um, it looks like he, he's set to leave to go and get first-team football. Um, can you understand this? Are you disappointed by it? I, I would like to see him stay, but first-team football at 25, I can understand why, why he wants to go. Yeah, I'm kind of slightly gutted about this one. I thought he would actually would have stayed and fought for his place. I still think there was an opportunity for him this season. I don't think Butland, don't get me wrong, Butland is your number one and that's what he's come in for. He's got a lot more experience than Robbie McCrory and I think he could have learned a lot from Butland as well, being there. So I'm a wee bit disappointed that he wants to leave. I can understand that he wants to go and get first team football, but I'm really struggling to find out where he's going to be the first team goalkeeper. If, he, if you know what league is he going to go to, because Rangers are looking above between 500 grand and a million pounds and I can only see him going to maybe a League 1 or League 2. I don't really know what he's going to be able to do at a League 1 or League 2 club in my eyes. Uh, I think he would have had a better opportunity up here. I think um, he was clearly going to be the number two to uh, in Rangers. I think uh, McLaughlin would have been your number three. So I'm a wee bit gutted that he doesn't want um, to stay and fight for his place. But look, the good boy has to move on if he wants at the age of 25. But I'm really struggling to find out where he's actually going to end up um, and be the first choice. That's, that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I said the same. The money, I think we won about 500 grand. Don't see any Scottish clubs playing that. Um, so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see where he ends up. David, what, what's your thoughts on this one? I can quite understand the boy. He's, he's, not, he's not a youngster anymore. He's now what, hitting into the 24, 25-year-old age group. And I can quite totally understand that he's that he's thought I'm not getting my chance here. I'm off. I played okay when I came in last season, and they they keep saying I'll get my chance. I'll get my chance, and I had my chance, and I took it, and they brought somebody else in. So I can totally understand them. I think it's unfortunate. I think it would have been good to see how he develops as a second goalkeeper and see maybe over two or three years that. Could maybe have taken over the first goalkeeper role, but that's just the way it is. But I mean, we're still to see what Butland can do. Obviously, you might have seen him down in England, but I, I certainly haven't seen a lot of him. I know he did play for England, and he was actually the English first keeper for 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 a while uh, until his injury. I believe he was England's first keeper. So that that's uh, it, it can't be a bad keeper. But I also read somewhere that he had lost a lot of his confidence. So hopefully, he's got that back. He did make, watching him in the game the other night, I, I, he did make a couple of good saves that I thought, oh, that he done well there. So, hopefully, that one's good. McCrory, I can totally understand that he wants away. What we would get for him, I have totally no idea what we're asking for him. I would imagine it wouldn't be that great a sum. No. So, because he's, he's actually untried. Nobody's never ever... Well, he played against um, for Livingston a few years ago. And yeah. um, he didn't really, really do that great there, to be honest with you. In fact, I think he got dropped at the end up and was, was sitting in the bench there for most of the games. So he's pretty untried, and I don't expect we'll get that big a fee. I think if we can get two million for him, we can we can clap our hands together. And uh, I think I think where we're going to get the money from is if Hadji goes. Where I read today that there's five uh, Italian clubs interested in him. So I think that hopefully that will bring in what three and a half, four million people are talking about. I would actually hope for a wee bit more than that. Uh, Kamara, I think uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get five million for him. But they're talking about 
I, I really don't know whether to believe it or not, but I suppose if he was worth ten million last year, then he's not had a good season, so it would have depreciated. And and I actually read about Kamara in all his time, he had 193 appearances for the Ibrox side, scoring nine goals and laying on eleven assists, which is absolutely shocking for a midfielder. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe you can help me. Was he a, a defensive midfielder or was he an attacking midfielder? Because I don't sort of know. He was definitely a, a defensive midfielder under Gerrard and, and Bill, um, to be fair to him. But obviously under Gio and, and that run in Europe, he played further forward. But yeah, he's a crab, baby. He don't, he didn't, he doesn't play forward enough for me and he can't shoot. Um, I think if we get five million. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 no, no, yeah, the only yeah, the only time he did he did finish one was obviously in that in that semi final um, against Leipzig. But if we get five million for Kamara, unbelievable deal. Considering we paid fifty grand, unbelievable. Um, and and he chucked it last season. So, I, yeah, you know, it was interesting. He wasn't in Germany, and there's been no mention. Bill hasn't mentioned him at all in the last, you know, few interviews. So I'd I'd really like to see you know him him you know, and, and even if we get three million, I still think that's a good deal. Shona, what's your thoughts on, on Kamara quickly? Well, um, I think Kamara is, a, is an easily a, a, a 12 to 15 million pound player when he's on his game, but unfortunately he's only he's not played it for half of this season and he's been really, really disappointed ever since the 55 season where he probably hit his peak as well like a few of the other players and he's just not been the same and I think, I look, I know that the, obviously the racism thing has obviously had a massive effect and then Bassi and Arrigo as well, leaving that with his two best mates um, and I've heard as well that he doesn't quite like the limelight. So, you know yourself, up in Glasgow, sorry, but you're in the limelight all the time. And that's 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 the thing. That's that's just the way it goes up here. So, look, I think um, if you're going to get £5 million for Glenn Kamara at this moment in time, I think you've got to buy your hand off for that kind of money. He's not going to be in the team, let's face it. We've got enough um, midfielders. I know, Mason, you said that you're in Sokin and Lundstrom, but I think the two places will be Jack and uh, Raskin and Sifuentes and Lundstrom. And I think that's quite a decent midfield. Uh, I think with Bill now bringing in with all these attackers and uh, running over was it over forty k this week, so um, I think he's got these players. I think you'll see a lot of big difference as well with Butland getting goals from the defence. Maybe playing seeing the guys in midfield, maybe playing slightly higher up the pitch. I can see the centre backs kind of pushing up the pitch as well a bit more, knowing you've obviously got a decent goalkeeper behind you. So look, if I was the Rangers, I'd be getting rid of Glenn Kamara straight away out that door. I would, I would drive him wherever he needs to go. If it's Southampton or Leeds, I would drive him all the way down there, down there and get my five million pound map. Actually, do you know what, Mason? We could say uh, we can we can share lifts. Do you know what I mean? You could you could take him the rest of the journey on the way down. But no way, Glenn Kamara for me, five million pound, take it, and uh, we can reinvest that kind of money into other areas in the squad. Cheerio. Definitely. And I just come in there over Sifuentes. The MSL has actually went into its mid-season break at the moment and the manager of the LA has said that he will be renewing a lot of his team so there is a good chance that Sifuentes will be coming to us in that time, I would imagine. Yeah, ho- hopefully that, that's the that's the one. And, and I've, I've sought a Kamara on this pod a number of times, but I do think all in all, 50 grand, He's been a good signing. Uh, I will say that again. I think Davy, you alluded to it to it earlier. He's just one of them players we've kept probably two years too long, um, and and that's what we've done as a football club too long. But um, Davy, come to you. Then we've got a game on Tuesday, Newcastle at Ibrox. It's uh, Alan McGregor's testimonial. 
and I know Shona can't wait, and I know many people in the comments can't can't wait for it as well. Um, first of all, let's touch on Alan McGregor. Then it's a sellout. Uh, Newcastle we're going to have the whole Brunel stand. I think about eight thousand. Um, the Union Bears are getting moved to the to the Copeland um, and the singing section and standing. So uh, it's going to be a, a terrific atmosphere, and I think that's what Alan McGregor deserves. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been a great servant for Rangers. I, I, I know he wasn't much like last season uh, for for his performances last season. I won't say as a person he wasn't much like, but, but uh, for his performances last season, in fact, the lead season before as well, the people were saying that it should be it should be gone, and probably it should have been at that time. We've just got to hope that we get a bit. Butlin's a better goalkeeper. That's the one thing I will say. Uh, as I say, for for me, he's untried because I don't know how how good Butland is. But McGregor definitely deserves everything he gets, and uh, he should never be he should be never be forgotten. It's probably one of the best Rangers goalkeepers that there's been, and it takes a lot for me to say this. Obviously, I still think Gorham's the best goalkeeper that we've ever had, and uh, yeah, that's uh, and Woods as well. I'll 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 put Woods into the the the, the run there. So that was the three best goalkeepers that I can remember. And no, yeah, what, what more can you say about them? About the game? Um, well, I think Shona's just going for one reason. She won't be looking at, uh, at, at, at McGregor. She'll, she'll have her eyes and can't build the whole game. Uh, that's, just, that's, that's where her eyes will be. She'll have her wee glasses on. Can't <laughs> Well, it'll be a decent swatch anyway, that's all I'm telling you. It'll be a good swatch. When I, I've, got, I've got Cantwell, I've got Desers, I've got Dills, do you know what I mean? I've got Dinilo coming in, Sipwente. Like, my options are all open, do you know what I mean, David? So, um, yeah. no, like, I, I, I'm, I cannot wait, Mason. I don't, I, obviously, I don't know if any of you guys are going. Uh, I would like to see what the guys in the comments, what they think will be their starting 11. I think, obviously, McGregor will start in goals. I think he'll play the 90 minutes. No, I think he'll come off for a really good reception. I think that's the plan. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. I think it's thoroughly deserved for Alan McGregor. I think what he's done for our club, the servant, everything about him, I absolutely love. I love the fact that he winds them up big time. Uh, look, he's going to be sadly missed. I hope he still stays around at Rangers, whether it's in a coaching capacity or even just as a, as a fan that comes to the games every week. I, I think he's got something to add. Uh, but look, it's going to be a great, great game. It's a sellout. It's going to be the Castor final, as, as you want to put it. Do you know what I mean? Rangers versus Newcastle. So, um, look, I'm really looking forward to it. And I've got absolutely no idea who's going to play, how we're going to play, but I'm really looking forward to it. Well, that, that's it. I was going to ask you both for your starting 11, but I won't bother because these friendlies, you just never know what what's, what's going to you know, come out. And I've seen a couple of questions there saying, will McGregor get the gate receipt? I think, I think he will get part of it. I think part will be charity and, and, and to McGregor. That was, that was my understanding of, of testimonials. But, but Davey, on Tuesday night, then who are you most looking forward to, to seeing in, in that Rangers team out of the new signings? Uh, who's the one that sort of stands out for you at, at the moment? Well, I don't think it'll be much of a game, to be honest with you. I think it'll be played in a sort of a, Near slippers, I might be wrong, but I think it'll be, be played in slippers. I don't think I don't think it'll be. We, we will be able to tell much after the game. Obviously, I want to see all the new ones. Uh, I'm I'm quite interested in the boy Sima because that was a, a great header he had during the week. Uh, I mean, you can say it was an amateur team or a third, third division team in Germany, but it doesn't matter. You still got to score that goal, and it was a cracker of a goal. 
So I'm quite interested to see him, what, what he brings to the team. Uh, I hope if they do get rid of Borna, then then uh, we bring in somebody that can cross, because all of a sudden we've got good headers of, of the ball, and we'll, we'll be losing our main source to it. So that, that'll be one thing that, uh, that I do hope. But um, no, I, I think it'll be, I, I think we'll probably play one team the first half, another team the second half, get everybody in. There might be a few players mixing about. They might give Tav a full game because Tav's a Newcastle supporter, youth uh, level. Uh, so they might give him quite a, quite a long game. That's, uh, but I think it'll just, I, I think it'll be a game of slippers. I think the first real test will be next week. Yeah, I think, you know, pre-season you build up, I think you're right, it'll be two teams um, and, and you know, I, I don't see anyone playing really more than an hour uh, pre-season at this early. I think it'll be 45, 50 minutes. Shona, I just want to say on Newcastle um, because Colin and, and Jamie from our Premier League pod went down and watched their friendly yesterday against Gateshead and that's all the, the news on them is uh, all on the Gallant Few YouTube and all the other platforms. Um, so got a little bit of a scout report there on uh, Newcastle before they come to Ibrox. But um, just, just on them, they've obviously signed well the last, um, you know, you know, last while to be fair. And obviously they've got a couple of new signings, but just on their support, obviously 8,000 of them, I think McGregor's chose really, really well um, because the, the atmosphere for a friendly, you know, we said it's sort of a fair, off air there. I think Newcastle, one of the best away supports I've seen down here. Um, so, you know, Ibrox will be will be in a real, uh, I think, with the optimism of us as well uh, for the new season, it'll be it'll be a, a cracking atmosphere. Absolutely. I think with the 8,000 fans that they're bringing up and it being a nighttime game as well, I think Ibrox is going to be absolutely bouncing. I think um, they're away support now and the finances that they're now getting. And I think as well, the Newcastle fans want to see this new guy at Tenali, who's obviously been told that he'll be playing as well on Tuesday night. So they'll be able to get a wee glimpse of him We'll be able to get a glimpse of our new players. I think, like David said, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a game that we can obviously look at and say, oh, that's going to be our starting lineup. I think it's going to chop and change. Tactics will change during the game. I uh, expect Gregor, McGregor to start. Uh, so, look, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think the nighttime game will be really good. I think the atmosphere is going to be brilliant. And uh, I think, obviously, the way we support the Newcastle bring up, I think it'll be really good. I actually think it'll be quite a friendly atmosphere as well. I think there'll be quite a good good bit of banter between the fans so um no i'm really looking forward to it um, and I, can't, I just honestly i just cannot wait I, I, it's just so refreshing guys like every year that you're getting into like these friendlies you kind of know what system we're going to play you know the players that we've had for the past four or five years this is just completely different i honestly think i've got no idea now you tell me this david who do you think at the front three you're going to be because it's just got so much to choose from but I think the one for me that I'm looking forward to seeing is definitely Butland and Goals because that's part of your spine of your team. And I'm actually really looking forward to seeing this Lammers. He's kind of gone a wee bit under the radar, but some of the touches that I've seen him play, um, he's really impressed me. And I've always been a big, massive fan of Kieran Dill. I think Kieran Dill is going to get double figures this year for Goals this season. So, guys, you can hold me to that if anyone wants to put a wee bit on that. I'm quite willing to do that. So, um, But, yeah, I think that's two guys for me. I think they've got an, uh, that I'm lo really looking forward to seeing. So I'm hoping to see a wee glimpse of Upland and Lammers. Yeah, maybe. I think, I think uh, Lammers is going to surprise a few people. I think he's just been, had a bad luck out in Italy. I think he didn't suit there. Uh, I, I think when he, when he comes to us, I think his technique will, will, will carry him a lot in Scotland. 
but I don't, I'm not sure 100% yet whether he, he likes a hard tackle, he likes the cold steel that Scottish football will bring. I'm not sure about that. So we'll need to sort of a, keep an eye on that, whether he, whether he does or whether he, he craps out of it. Uh, as I say, it's years and years since he, he played in Holland. He's been sleeping in, uh, in Italy for a few years, and I just think he had bad luck there. He only played about 17 games, I believe, in, uh, in, in Italy, and a lot of that was from the bench. Obviously, played a time in Germany as well, but didn't really get a chance there either. So that's uh, that's the. Uh, I think he'll be he'll be. I won't say sleeping giant because I don't know. I don't think that. I think that's too much over the top. But I think I think he will surprise everybody that uh, that, that when he comes in. I think we've got a far more technical team than we did have. I think that's for sure. I think we've got uh, better in the ball people with more vision. If you see Sakala. I think when Kamara, uh, Kamara leaves, I think we've got play, more players now that can play balls into the channel, which Dezers all, all, all like. That, that's his kind of game. And I, I just think we've got a totally different team than we had last year. And I think we can do a lot more with it than, than we could last year because we just had players last year that, uh, that were suited to, to the, the football that Bill wants. And I think that is more now. Yeah, definitely. And I think you make a good point there about technical. But for me, I think physical, the, the the change. And if you look at the height of the players that we're bringing in with, you know, they're all over six foot. And I think, as I said, that's something that Gerard and Bill built was, was off the ball first and foremost. And, and that's got to be any team. If you want to be successful, you've got to be prepared to run and that overpower teams. And, um, and I'm really looking forward to that. For me, if you're sort of asking me signing so far, I think Dessas, I, I really like the look of Dessas. I think that he's the... Than that pivotal number nine, uh, I think he's going to score a lot of goals for us. Um, hopefully that doesn't get clipped um, and uh, he ends up down. But I do, I'm looking forward to seeing Dessa's lead that line. I think he, he looks like a really, really good signing. But I think it's time to, to sort of wrap it up there. Again, thanks everyone for the comments. Um, and I'm glad this is back. This is the, the end of the show. Shona, thanks for coming on tonight. What's your predictions for the game on Tuesday night? Oh, you put me on a spot there. Thanks very much, everyone, for joining. Uh, please like and subscribe. And if there's anything else you want us to talk about, give us um, a, a, a wee comment. Uh, look, I think we're going to go back to the 55 season. I think it's going to be absolutely relentless. I do think that uh, the, the Newcastle game, as much as a friendly, I think it'll give us. I think it'll be a good stead. I think they're very much a pressing team, and that's the way we want to play. So, look, I think it'll be. A, I think it'll be a draw. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put that. I, it's very hard because I'd love to get a draw against them because obviously it's the Premier League. Even a win would be amazing. Um, but look, I right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two two, and I two. think Tamar will score a penalty, and I think Desers. Love it. Score. Love it. Thank, no, thanks, Shona. It's been brilliant. And David T, thanks for coming on as always. What's your prediction for Tuesday night as well? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Mason. Thanks for everybody for listening. Can I just give a wee bit of news that might affect us in the future? Is uh, PSV have lost Savvy Siemens. He has went back to PSG. And I think they will get a fee for him. But PSG, where he came, he did come from PSG and he obviously had something in his contract that they could take him back. And they have now, they're calling that, they're taking him back. And they say they won't sell him. But he can go to Leipzig possibly on loan, so that's possibly the the way he's going to go. But an important player for them. They're 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 chasing a 
a player from from AC Milan, I can't okay, Cotton Cottonar or Cottonair or De Cottonair or something like that, his name is. Uh, they're chasing him, but the guy was sold for thirty five million last year, so there's no way PSV can afford that. So they would need to look for another construction. But anyway, thanks for listening. And uh yeah, the game tomorrow, I think it'll be a walking game. I think it'll probably end up about four each or four three or four two or whatever. I think it'll end up a high score. And I, I was looking the other day and Newcastle are about the four most expensive teams over the last five years. They, they've sort of a, a three more than three and a half, three hundred and fifty million or something like that in players. So I mean we, we shouldn't really be in the same park as I'm really to be honest with you with, with that amount of money. Yeah, no, he's, he looks a right good little player though, to be fair. That that he's having similar. So I'd be interested to see what, what happens with him. And yeah, Tuesday night's a hard one because it is a friendly, but I thought we'll get the predictions back and we'll get the, the feeling for the season back. I'll I'll go two one Rangers and uh we go on from there. But as always, thanks for listening. We are the people. <laughs>